Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kith and Tell, a podcast with kids in the hall by cynical fucks who hate street performers. Yeah, they're lousy mooches. Doing every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like how quickly do flying pigs develop and <laughs> Francis Firetruck, a rising star. When you mean develop, do you mean like gestationally or like sexual development? <laughs> well, I was going to say fuck, but then I got lazy and <laughs> yeah. was started thinking about biology. <laughs> the answer is they're both the same. Oh, God. Now I'm just thinking about the <laughs> mechanisms. Is it suspended? Don't worry about it. I'm Stu DC, and I am joined by Kalina McCordoff in London, England. I'm a flying pig. Wee! On side of it in Prince Rupert, Canada. Wee! Hee-hee-hee! <laughs> oh, you guys are doing really bad flying oh. pigs. And there's Trevor Rector in Vancouver, Canada. I hate it. I hate it. As the resident work fig, he is, of course, the best. So we'll be reviewing episode 17 of season three, which aired at some point in 1993. 1992? 1992. Our database got fucked, so now we just approximate. Our database is in IMDb. Well, we're the only ones who use it, so it might as well be. So this was a big of an episode, and this week we got Flying Pig Sun, parts one and two. Yeah, Son of Flying Pig. Mm. The Dog Slash God Show, <laughs> in which a small town considers typos. and I, I didn't really get the premise, but it was cute. Oh my god. Moving into Darcy Parnell with Francesca Fiore and Bruno Ponce Jones. <laughs> Tyrone Bibbins yes. Esquire. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Your loyal servant. <laughs> I will be dead soon. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And finally, <laughs> Tanya Ruins the Party, parts one and two, featuring the worst person possibly ever. Everyone knows a Tanya. <laughs> Kalina, Kalina is my Tanya. Oh. <laughs> Which is funny, because you're everyone else's Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> So let's dive in with segment one, which is Flying Pig that showed a thong. Oh. In our preamble to this, we realized that Kalina <laughs> fucking hates Flying Pig, in contrast to Hans and Trevor, who are oh. more pig-friendly. And it's quite, like, appropriate that you are doing the introduction of this, given that you're saying you're, quote, neutral, which is bullshit. <laughs> I will be the... F- first of all, it is my episode, and I will take whatever positions I like... Kalina really wants everyone to just be all in or, like, completely hate things. She doesn't like people being neutral about anything. Yeah, and then she retreats to the safety zone. Whoa, whoa, Trevor, she wants everyone to be that way until it's her time to take a stand on something. (laughs) And then she wants to be as tepid as can be. (laughs) Kalina's a one-woman Mott and Bailey As the only neutral arbiter of this, I I will be refereeing the shout-a-thon in which two grown men harass our female (laughs) (laughs) co-host. So who wants to get started? How do you feel about Flying Pig? I don't understand it, and I want you to convince me. (laughs) So, like, regular life. Yeah, okay. I think there's just... This is this is partly what I want to ask you guys about. Could you please like dissect what is funny about it? Because I I get like the kind of cutesy, jokey premise of, of it, like, but it doesn't go anywhere from for there 
from for me and i i so do you feel that it's it's just like too self-referential like yeah like is, is it just they couldn't do more chicken lady for whatever reason and so they had to find another weird this is different than chicken lady yeah oh i know i know oh, but i mean i guess like it just different than if chicken you're going lady, to yeah. do anything similar to a human animal mashup <laughs> You kind of get this. Like, part of the humor with it is, like, they know that the flying pig in of himself is sort of dumb. So it's sort of framed within this, like, narrative where it's always, like, people kind of hoping to see him. And he's sort of a local celebrity. But, you know, like, a really low-level local celebrity where you're like, well, things would be slightly better if a really dumb thing happened right now, you know? See, I, I really like this episode's Son of Flying Pig um, because it ex- both because it expands on the, the Flying Pig universe, but also um, because I, I love that it draws this contrast between the role that Flying Pig has in people's lives, which is just to like be goofy and silly and entertain them mi- like very mildly. Like this is like a form of entertainment that people would have enjoyed back in the 1800s when they were like when ice cream was like like orgasm. Um, Vanilla you know. is the most exotic. Of oh my all god, the a cold treat in the summer! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's like that level of entertainment, but which is so much better than a street performer who's all like in your face trying to get your attention. The the pig is a, a like a little light, a little light amusement, just to uh, just but, a treat but the question... with no expectation. I do have a I have a little springboard for you guys about this particular iteration of flying pig. Uh, one is a comment and one is a question. And the comment is, I did kind of like that the street performer comes up and does all the same voice lines as the flying pig. People are like, ooh, it's a flying pig. And it's just a man in a gaudy shirt, badly juggling. Like, the idea that that was ambiguous was amusing. Uh, and the second thing is, I don't understand how the, fl- so the flying pig goes, comes up yeah. and he goes, I'm a flying pig. Look at me. Ha ha. He he. And then he does a couple barrel rolls and he goes, well, it looks like the line's thinning out. It's like, does he make the line thin out uh-huh. or does it just like occupy time? Like how? It just makes time pass by. But, but they never oh. move from the line. It cuts back to them and they're in the same place. Yeah, and that's what... just bad production because it's the CBC. Like there's... <laughs> <laughs> and HBO. It's just, it's just poor so... continuity planning. Broadway video. <laughs> The other thing that I think <laughs> Take that, Lord is good about uh, Flying Pig, or or I don't think Flying Pig is like Chicken Lady. I think Flying Pig is is closer to a Gavin in terms of its emotional impact. And that, oh, yeah, no, don't don't get me wrong. I don't think like the the general vibe, personality, attitude, or humor has anything to do with Chicken Lady. Mm. I I miss Chicken Lady is really what I'm saying. My I have a, I have a question though. I mean, how much would we hate? Uh, flying pig if he charged is that really the only difference between a busker and a flying pig <laughs> is that there's an expectation of remuneration i mean i would not yes. like flying pig if he charged because the the whole point of flying pig's whole shtick is that it's like it's just silly and fun and it's 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 a pleasure freely given so if a know? busker gave you his rendition for free would he be better i mean they do it's donation well monsters no that's that's like what you pay is in shame (laughs) (laughs) my life is a payment in shame i don't know what you're talking about true Mm. one of the things i did like in this one is sorry for the spoilers but the demise of son of flying pig in -hmm. which the hawk yes that was that was grass that was the pig but the the thing i liked is the laziest special effects they've done in this show i love it i I love how much smaller the hawk (laughs) was than 
uh, Bruce's giant body, giant yeah. porcine body in the thing. <laughs> and I like that he's like, oh no, the pig's dead. And it's still like very much alive and screaming for help. And they're like, well, that's all they can do for a flying pig. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last flying pig they ate. So God yeah. bless that hawk. <laughs> uh, I want to change uh, your nickname to I'm, God bless uh, the hawk in the chat. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it should be. Um, I also just... The one thing I did love about all of these sketches, and I can't remember whether it was in the original as well, is that they've got like very good shadowy men songs playing in the background, which yes. obviously ramp up during the hawk attack. Yes. Mm. I think someone someone before we started recording was just mentioning how it's like, oh, they've really actually upped their game this season on the general amount of music that's like all the music that's playing throughout is pretty good. Yeah, because they mm. paid their band friends in not beer. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, the the vibe in the uh, the flying pig was really good because it has that surf rock, but like vaguely ominous, which I kind of love. Good use. Yeah, but it was just it's so it's so di- like different to the vibe you're getting from anything in that sketch, which is why I was slightly placated by it. Maybe that was the intention. <laughs> but also, I mean, I guess we probably do just have to move on to the ending, which just makes me so angry. Is that we know that this is not the end of Flying Pig because somehow yeah. he. The flying pigs can never die because they fuck. I know. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. Those flying uh, pigs fuck. I mean... They fuck out of the womb. Like, flying pig can't have been more than, what, like a year old? And it's already out there impregnating, impregnating ladies? I know? saw it as... So son of flying pig was already yeah. born. And yeah. then this was, this was original flying pig has secret oh. babies that are just seeded. No, I think this is the son fucks. But, I mean, we don't. But we don't actually also know how old Son of Flying Pig was. Well, they do imply that a, a fair amount of time has passed between the first Flying Pig, uh, Flying Pig segment and the second one, because uh, during the second one, Dave remarks that he's really like coming along and like tightening up his his game, you know, and his barrel rolls were looking much better. So, like, some amount of time has That's passed. That's true. The, the first time that the sun shows up his barrel rolls are a little bit hammy too so he exactly uh, good pun good pun but um i mean but we don't even know like how long he was alive by the time original flying pig died Clean, you've saying. gone from hating hating this sketch to really wanting to know the details of like how old <laughs> the pig is how it's, much time is allowed i mean i figure hate. <laughs> I think I think um, son of uh, flying pig is about a Gavin age because he's wearing a Gavin hat. Like it's a it, so I think I think he's Gavin. Is age, the flying is... pig and son of flying pig part of the unified Bruce continuum? I was gonna say, is this like the weird Rick and Morty alternate universe no. Gavin? No. Oh, this is Cronenberg Bruce. No. Oh my god. When you say Gavin hat, you just mean like he's wearing a hat. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Just a hat. No, but I think it's specifically it's a dorky hat. Yeah. I see. I, I, I mean, all right, all right. I wasn't looking to see if it was the same greens. I think it's a Zelda hat yeah. that uh, Gavin wears in other things, but uh, but it was it was like a very similar kind of look which I so desperately want to buy for you, by the way, Hans. Oh man, I, I would he already totally has wear one. That. No, I don't have a Zelda. Didn't no, you? he has a he has a different like rural hat oh that's right i bought some sort of green like some sort of local credit union <laughs> yeah somewhere but i want to get you that like 92 out. zelda hat that's just i i did i i straight up did look for it and i could not find alas it, so power to uh. okay. do we have anything else to redeem flying pigs try to convince our, our kalina it's great all right <laughs> good well that sounds like a ribbon on that one so let's move on to segment two 
which I've decided is super group. In this case, Darcy yeah. per- Darcy Purnell, Francesca Fiore, Power Hour. Oh. <laughs> Darcy, 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 Darcy Purnell. Actually, I'm pretty Shout sure. Shout out to Bruno Ponce Jones. Yeah, I do love Bruno Ponce Jones. Uh, I'm pretty sure that theme song was done by Scott. That sounds very Scott-ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was just so great. I mean, it's 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 such a nerdy, horrible, mainstream, like basic bitch Darcy Purnell, like interviewing one of the most like badass <laughs> porn film stars in Kids in the Hall. Uh, legend. So one of the most badass foreign film stars in Kids in the Hall. There's one foreign film star. There is also Kids Bruno Ponce Jones. We just mentioned it. <laughs> True. Anyway, what I'm saying is that th- this you couldn't you couldn't have a more perfect pairing, and it was great. Not only just to hear how many times she couldn't pronounce Francesca Fiore's name, yeah. Fresca Floor Show, <laughs> but also, also just. <laughs> how she took it in such stride that Bruno Punce Joan was uh, just firing off his pistol in the corner. He was playing Russian roulette. Uh, my favorite part <laughs> is you hear the gunshot. Yeah. He goes, well, it sounds like Bruno won his game. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe our luck has finally changed. <laughs> Which is just brutal. Uh, I love the Francesca Fiore, Bruno Punce Jones in terms of what Scott and Dave get to do as characters. It was such such mm. a good production. Yes. Yeah, I d- I did really like the uh, the the cut to the trailer for the movie, which was the whole movie pretty much. But uh, um, yeah, it was be- It was just a beautiful like little set and uh, well shot, good lighting. I was Scott's just legs in that bathroom. Oh, and Scott's Damn. legs in that bathroom. And the the fact that the. The fact that the whole joke is is that the the CBC censored it because she had seven genitals. <laughs> well, it also sounds like the entire movie was just them fucking in yeah. various ways. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know if you guys noticed this when when uh, she opens her robe to Bruno Punce Jones and he looks down and starts counting. She has a, a tattoo on her left shoulder that says seven. Of a seven. <laughs> yeah. A seven. Yeah. Which I think is. Uh, yeah. I think it's the like icon for the it film is, yeah. too. It was good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Senorita Seche. Yeah. Is is this like is this a, a reference to a specific movie or is it just like general kind of I think of... they're just like Italians or horny. I thought she was I thought she's Uruguayan. Are they Italian? I thought they were Argentinian. You, wait, what did you think she was? <laughs> oh, you're Irish. <laughs> Kalina, what did you think she was? She said she had uh, her dad was Uruguayan. Well, yeah, and then they agreed that she was Irish in the end, but yeah, that's how it yeah, works. It was a good joke. Um, yeah. A very small thing I want to point out from that sketch that I very much liked was that when uh, Francesca Fiore was introducing Bruno Ponce Jones as the one audience member, uh, she refers to him as my former lover and future primp, Bruno Ponce Jones. His future what? <laughs> future pimp, yeah. Oh, yes. Delightful. <laughs> Do we have anything else with this one, or are we just really excited to, to see them go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just, I think that oh, I did, was really I did like, uh, What was up with that rooster yes, that they I like kicked that a lot. when she It's came like, out. yeah, it opens the door, yeah. and then it cuts to a rooster being violently ejected from the casa, and then just Bruno Punch Jones limping away after... Is that a really crude joke for, uh, like, like, kicking, kicking a cock? Foreign films. <laughs> so, okay, oh, this is one of it. So we had a debate when we were watching this about... <laughs> was it just seven vaginas or were there also breasts? And then we were like, do breasts count as genitals? And then I realized you guys are 
They're pretty stuck on the whole she would have to have seven vagina. She might have a couple uh might have a couple of ding dongs thrown in there. We don't know. That that is a yeah. very good point. I had thought Thank of that you as very well. Much. Yeah. That would be right? more exciting. Yeah, Everyone gets exactly. <laughs> there's angles. Well, and so stuff. here's the thing, right? Seven seven is a lot. And and <laughs> I when, like it, I know I know that you're saying you couldn't handle it. Huh? No, I'm saying where on your body do you fit six more uh. anything? You know what I mean? I think that's why I thought it was breast because he kind of seems to be counting on her chest. But then it only no, occurred to me after the fact that like where else are you going to put a bunch of vaginas and or penises? They would have to go I on your chest. They have to go in your trunk somewhere because where else do you have room? I thought belly and back. But we had a back back. shot. We had an establishing back shot, and there were no danglers. That's a good point, yeah. No, no, I mean lower back, lower back. (laughs) Like a tramp stamp. What an idiot I am. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you guys. Uh, Of course, yeah. (laughs) You must use your heads, your heads. (laughs) Uh, But honestly... yeah, I mean, this was really a Bruno Ponce and uh, Francesca Fiore sketch with a little bit of Darcy Pinnell tacked onto it. I felt like, I mean, she's fine, but I don't, I don't love her the way I think you do, Kalina. No, no, no. I just think I think it was a fantastic I, contrast yeah. to the two of them. That that just made it really easy to. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like she was yeah, a good enough. framing device, right? That like you kind of need something a little bit more stable. And as a larger conversation, I think Kevin was great in this episode. Oh yeah. Kevin, Kevin, yeah, this is a very good Kevin episode. got to do a lot of different work. Which, which was the best kid this, this episode, do you think? Well, hey, let's not jump Ooh. the gun here. No, let's jump the gun. It's fucking chaos. There are seven genitals on somebody. God is dead. <laughs> Son of Flying Pig is dead. Let's just fucking do it. Um, so as we said before, this yeah. was a really strong episode for everybody. Nobody really dropped the ball, I didn't think. So I think this is just going to be a matter of taste. What do you guys think? Best kid? I can't give it to Bruce because he's flying pig, so that rules one out. Fair. Um, I'm, oh, does that mean he's worse? I'm then? actually, well, I mean, I'm just saying he's not in the running. I'm not saying he's the worst, but... Um, I mean, that's pretty much all he does, that's though. That's true. That's true. Wait, who else is in the... Um, who, who was all in the Dog God, God Show episode? It was Kevin, that's Mark, Kevin, and Mark, Dave. And, yeah. and Dave. Scott. Or Dave, Dave, no, yeah. Dave, Kevin, mm-hmm. Mark. Yeah, no Scott. Oh, and as a side note, Mark was fantastic in that as the sort of like tortured neurotic author type. I, he was he was the best twit. But but he's he's literally just an organizer for a small but that's town. Why dog also good. And like he has his little like Capote esque body language where he's all hunched over with the cigarette. Yes, uh, he was the biggest twit right on, and his just his body language, everything about it was perfect. When when Dave agrees with him in the early going and he just mouths silently his thank you, but like very ostentatiously, it was yes. very perfect. Yeah. Oh, and I got to have one of my favorite kids in the hall things, which is a pretty milk toast ep- um, skit with just a hard F-bomb. It's a, yeah. Uh, what was it? We're going to make us look like, what's the term? Fucking morons. <laughs> yeah. Which I yeah. love. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to take a stand on this best kid question, and uh, and I think I will give it to Kevin, even though I do love Flying Pig, uh, and Bruce is great as Flying Pig. He's not really in other things. Yeah. And this wasn't, like, man, this may be Kevin's strongest episode in a long time. Like, everything... No. No, I and he's had some good ones. I'm saying this may be the strongest he's had in a long time, because... Stop yeah. bullying our sweet boy Kevin. No! I'm saying this just is so good, it's over, it's superlatively good. 
Hans, I don't disagree with you that it's a very strong Kevin episode, but I don't. I think it's a more consistent Kevin episode. He doesn't have any characters that really jump out, like uh, yeah, maybe that's true. Rockabilly that's true. Dad. Yeah, or, okay, yeah. okay. But it was just like he's just like he's, Kevin is also in every single segment. This like yeah, every like he's, single thing he's, he's good in. as the kind of straight man person in Flying Pig. Yeah. he's great in the like I really liked him in the Spot the God uh, sketch yeah. with his fucking morons. He's great as Darcy Pinnell. Yeah, uh, he's great. As the as the like side man yeah. for yeah Tyrone Bibbins, he's even good as he's even good as the shit as the guy, the roommate at the party who is like just kind of neurotic yeah. Kevin. I, he, yeah, solid solid in every single. Which, how do you feel? So, great great yeah. job Kevin. Yay, Trevor, how do you feel? Uh, well, this might be a lead into our next bit, but I think I'm gonna give it to Mark because I, I really I was like. Gonna say the same. I thing. really like Tanya yeah. this episode. I, we find out why everyone hates Tanya. That's this what we true. find out this episode. See, this is again very much. Um, uh, what is it? What is the what is the episode where he yells? He yells outside their house oh, for ages. Oh, uh, Lopez. Lopez. Oh yes, yeah, so this is exactly this is him him Lopez. delving into his annoying Lopez bit. He oh. is so good at being such a grating character; it's fantastic. So he's playing into his strengths here. Yeah. But yes, as mm, go no go ahead go ahead. Uh, I mean, and and the fact that as we'll probably mention, Tanya is the same name as the annoying temp that everyone hates. Uh, this he's it, just, this is just Tanya. Yeah. Are they though? I feel like he's a bit he's she's young she's younger than you would assume in the temp. Well, that's cuz she's Temps that's cuz she's letting loose at a party kind of. They're the same character, they gotta be. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to give it to Mark too. I really like that that author character and the Tanya one is perfect because it's so immediately teeth grittingly annoying, but yes. it's yeah, somebody it's you know and it's executed so flawlessly from like, hey, I can't help but notice you stole my champagne and then hid it inside a <laughs> box of cereal, which I really love. Well, I guess that makes me an optimist and you a <laughs> pessimist. Like, oh, why are you here? And like walking around and breaking up or like making very pointed comments to the people making out is just... Everyone's <laughs> been there. I, I, I have, I have, you're like, I'm triggered. <laughs> we need a trigger warning for this podcast. <laughs> we, we are, we are fully like into the, the, the Tanya segment of our, our show now. So let's, let's list her crimes. It's like, yeah, first of all, she just decides oh. that she can change the music at the party. Uh-huh. She is sort of like walking up to people making out and stuff and just commenting Multiple on times. it. Multiple times. <laughs> um, there's a stranger that she just starts demanding, like, sell her weed. Oh, that one is great, too, because it was such a, like, particular character trope of just just a little bit. Just like, just give me just give me a little And then bit. brings him two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brings him two dollars. And I like. I I got the impression that the stoners were like, you're not going to get less annoying when you're high. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's yeah. a very good point. <laughs> no, no. They like they clearly could see that she was going to be a pain in the ass and did not yeah. want her to get high. And that's why they were resisting, like even sharing the joint yeah. with her a little bit. Oh, you know? that their performance yeah. too. Uh, Scott and Bruce on the couch was very relatable too, where you're like, I don't want to make a fight right now because I'm a little stoned, but I so deeply yeah. dislike you. I don't you. want to share this joint with you because it means I will have to sit and chat, like talk yeah. with you for some period the, of time. And I am not prepared. The, very soft dismissal that was just like oh you know get you know what it's toasted well could you roll another one well no <laughs> well can you <laughs> yeah. give me a ride home yeah. uh no <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I, I did also <laughs> love their response to Tanya's question of who would want to steal my bike? And then Bruce just saying thieves. <laughs> yes. With his terrible Neil Young haircut, which I really liked. <laughs> also the fact yeah. that when Kevin is asked why he invited her, she it turns out she was just waiting in front of the building. Standing outside, yeah. <laughs> Powerful move. Which is so she was not invited to the no. party. She found out about the party, showed up, and then he couldn't not invite her in. Uh, which is like that's a classic awful Tanya. Party also move. a oh, classic yeah. break Kevin move. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah. you know we wouldn't. I actually really like Dave in this one too, as just sort he of like good. put yeah. upon and furious. You're like, you're hosting, you cannot pick a fight right now. <laughs> but Trevor, you were you were enumerating the crimes oh, yeah, yeah. and have we covered them all? She also she also stole the booze. She steals she steals the booze and then has the worst comment where he's like, Yeah, but I was saving that. She's like, Well, there's still beer. And it's like, Yeah, it's his beer. <laughs> <laughs> also the fact that he said that this is like high-end champagne that he had been saving and at, that it was locked in a small fridge. <laughs> oh, that's why it was so hard to open. <laughs> <laughs> See, and the, the worst part of that crime isn't even the stealing, which is awful, but, like, that when confronted about it, like, the complete obliviousness or like unwillingness to acknowledge that you have done anything improper in in the stealing of this Do special you want it back like yes please offer <laughs> yes. me this half drunk warm bottle of champagne i was saving <laughs> for a celebration yeah yeah i also re- i love the dave moment of <laughs> oh. well i don't want to ma- i don't want to make an announcement in the same vibe that it was like i don't want to engage with you like the stoners do like okay you make an announcement turns down the music someone stole my bike immediately turns it back immediately <laughs> back yeah <laughs> Yeah. So the final, the final like straw though is Tanya before leaving uh, announces that the party kind of sucks and is like, "Good luck with <laughs> yeah. that. I'm leaving everyone." Then comes back to say the bike is stolen, and then after demanding rides home with people who do not want to give her a ride home, is not like the last person to leave or maybe stays the entire night and is demanding coffee. I think she stays yeah. the whole yeah. night. Yeah. Cause she asks Ugh. for coffee in the morning. Ugh. Oh, and let's not forget that not only was her bike stolen, but rather than chaining it up to somewhere secure, chained it up to their lawnmower. <laughs> to Kevin's lawnmower. <laughs> Which. <laughs> yeah. So it's also responsible yeah. for him losing his lawnmower. <laughs> to be, to be fair, a lawnmower is a pretty safe thing to chain your bike to because who's going to steal a bike and a lawnmower? Like for instance, my bike is just chained to a ladder in my garage. Right Thieves. Now. <laughs> 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 but um, Trevor, your, your point of her staying later than everyone else and like staying the night. Have you, have any of you had that experience of you throw a party and then this person that you don't know really well and that you don't care for is the one person who ends up like sleeping over on your couch and oh, then you have to times, wake up yeah. the next morning and give and have pleasantries and they just don't leave immediately uh, like leave immediately yeah. leave immediately god ah. don't be that guy man I, yes many times yeah. i'm i'm so i'm having flashbacks and it's awful yeah i mean well, i used to live in a house of with seven people that had parties all the time so there were often many of those people so yeah. many tanyas so many <laughs> so many of them named Kalina. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. So I put a bow on the Tanya thing. I really liked at the end, the fourth wall break, that Dave turns on the, the stereo and it plays the outro music to wake her up. Yes. Just to be like, oh, you're Yeah, up. that was really good. Yeah, that was pretty great. That's definitely a, a classic get the fuck out of my house movie. Yep. All right, so get the fuck out of my episode. Let's do standout sketch and worst <laughs> sketch before we go. What do you guys think? What was your fabies? Tanya at a party is my favorite, I think. Yeah. Standout sketch. I'm giving it 
four and a half bottles half full. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Darcy Purnell and Francesca Fiore. It gets uh, seven out of eight mm. genitals for me. I'm going to give it to Spot the God uh, because ah. I just love the... Uh, yeah, I love the weird premise, and I love how they eventually come off of their, uh, you know, weird typo mistake, and then it actually is a god, and they're all on heads on pikes. That's always a good end to a sketch is heads on pikes. So <laughs> I give it 4.25 yeah. blue ribbons out of five. Yeah. Took such a turn. I'm with Hans on that one, too. This was a pretty surreal episode, and I think the spot god dog show was the most joke-heavy of all the skits. Mm-hmm. And just the most leaning into that surrealism. It so, yeah. Uh, it could be the god of pink eye. That's right, gentlemen. <laughs> we could be constantly wiping our eyes during a rainstorm while trying to listen to Leonard Cohen music. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they have a joke later about bad music oh, at a party. Oh, yeah. Good point. With Tom, ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Circlebacks. Mm. All right. That's all the fun there is. That's <laughs> it for our episode 17 <laughs> review. Join us next week for episode 18, which will be hosted by fucking somebody. Kalina! Me. <laughs> Meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Kith and Tell Pod. Weigh in on your favorite sketch. Enjoy some delightful gifts from our gift minds. <laughs> gift monster. Gift minds. Mind by the one hot side of it himself. I'm a hardworking miner. Thanks. <laughs> gift minds. Thanks for listening to Kith and Tell. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Someone get a hawk. <laughs>